This is a Lit Match production. Ooh, ah, that's hot. I have two pens because I couldn't decide which one I wanted to write with earlier. So I have two. And all my notes are purple, blue. Oh, they're bisexual colors, not on purpose. Someone was like, how do you remember the names of the characters in Top Gun? And I was like, you know how many times I've seen the movie Top Gun? And my friend was like, how many? And I was like, at least 50. Do you want to out me as an innocent for making it to 26 years old without knowing the twist? Spoilers Spoilers <laughs> for Top Gun Ahead. If you haven't seen the movie, fast forward like 15 seconds. That's also, that's the only time I've ever seen it. Should we set the scene? So it was like Memorial Day weekend. I was moving out of my Burlington apartment. I packed up that entire room that day. Amazing. It was like I had a, a an apartment that was like a kitchen, a bedroom, and then like an everything room. Yeah. And I packed up everything that day. <laughs> and so we uh, got on Zoom at like 1 p.m. Zoom was new. Zoom was hip. And Hang we on. watched... Continue. Baby! A PBR, a Pabst Blue Ribbon, if you will. Let's talk about Pabst, baby. <laughs> Let's talk about Blue Ribbon. <laughs> Close enough. Thank you. So anyway, I'm drinking Budweiser Tallboys and just sweating to death in my apartment. And we're on Zoom and we watch Top Gun, uh, Dirty Dancing, was that, and Pretty was Woman. Was that when I was like, I'm going to drink a 30? Was that then? I mean, you might have been drinking a 30 and did not inform me. I don't think you were drinking a 30, but you may have been. I think I just didn't tell you that I was like, I think, well, because it was all day. Because I remember like being like, wow, I have all day for the first time in forever. And like walking to the college corner store and buying a 30 and carrying it down the street. And people being like, what the fuck? Which was so different than my Syracuse experience, yeah. where everyone would have been yeah! like, <laughs> and like everyone was like, "Look at that girl," and I was like, well, "Please let me hump this like thirty of PBR home in peace." <laughs> yes, it's too far. Yes, it's heavy. I'm fine. Yes, it's like one p.m. <laughs> Don't look at me. That was so. It was like, that was so fun. It was really good. Anyway, so we watched a bunch of movies. Um, that I had never seen that you had decided I had to see. I, it's, it's the, the, the curly hair girl triumvirate, it's so important <laughs> for every young man's sexual experience and awakening, okay? Kelly McGillis, fucking fuck me up, <laughs> okay? All right, Jennifer Grey, a little young, but great body. She wears, like, this funny, like, cut-up tank top tube, like, but I am a sucker for a kind of tank top. It's it's so good. It's like the top that I've always wanted to have. That movie's like sexy too. I didn't realize it was like sexy, sexy. Yeah, they they. So we're talking. What was it? It was Top Gun, Dirty Dancing, Pretty Woman. Yeah. For those who are also uninitiated, like I. Yeah. Am. And then Julia Roberts. I mean, excuse me. Come on, please. 
We also, the finishing it off with a Gary Marshall was uh, really good. <laughs> yeah. I, and also, he's also hot, too. Um, Gar- fucking... Gary Marshall? No, the guy in the movie, Richard Gere, is also hot. Uh-huh. They're both hot. Uh-huh. I guess Patrick Swayze's, like, a little hot. But Patrick like... Swayze's okay. He's he's but like he's but like Richard Gere is like hot. Yeah, and and Tom Cruise Tom Cruise is pretty hot in Top Gun. Tom Cruise is also hot. He's he um, Tom Cruise is hot in the way that I feel is attainable because I feel like I am as hot as Tom Cruise. Patrick Swayze is a little too eighties for me, uh, but fucking Richard Gere in Pretty Woman is like. <laughs> I literally can't. It's it's so okay. Here we were also really we were drunk. also really drunk. Richard Gere as Richard Lewis is so fucking hot. It's stupid. And now, if people are like, "How rich do you want to be?" My answer is like, "Okay, hi, my name is Jay. I'm 30 years old. I use they them pronouns, and I want to be Richard Lewis levels of rich." That he can dismiss a waitstaff in a hotel ballroom to give head to his prostitute girlfriend on top of a grand piano rich. That's that's the fucking, that's the level, okay? This is the kind of shit I'm trying to bring to the table. And I don't think I'm ever going to get to be that rich. But I would like to be. I love when you intro uh, <laughs> out of passion. <laughs> I have um, literally eight other ones written down, but I do really... you want to make an Ayn Rand like bullet point? I feel <laughs> like you need one. Sorry, I'm here to bully you. Uh, that's fine. Uh, in the in the <laughs> in the Ayn Rand writes a pretty woman. She's wearing a dress made out of metal, and it doesn't make any sense at all. Excellent. I'm gonna write that essay and get it published. Actually. Hi, my name is Haley. I use they them pronouns. I'm happy to report that uh, cutting your own hair definitely still solves all your problems. Uh, I fear that I'm slowly becoming one of those people who eats the whole apple and my life is falling apart. (laughs) (laughs) That's all really good. It's not really good. It's, um, I wish it was. I did mean your intro specifically. (laughs) I know, I know. Um, that's why I had to find it. It was a good one. Um, yeah, I started eating, do you... Yes. So this is going to be another... I'm going to start a, a section called Extremely Divisive Questions. <laughs> Good. Section one was, I voice noted you recently asking your opinion on uh, Open Mug in the Car and was absolutely decimated by one of our treasured listeners. Uh, so that's an e- example of the types of questions we will be asking. Uh, part two, how do you feel about people who eat the whole apple? I don't understand because usually my gut instinct is fear. <laughs> yeah, because um, I'm like, are you? Do you, there's other food? <laughs> like I can buy you other food. Like if this is a necessity, um, also... if this is a necessity, I will buy you other food. If this is a desire, I am actually afraid. Yeah, you're you're right. The kind of person I know who did it. Uh, before I started doing it, had a habit of like meeting eyes with someone across the room <laughs> and doing it, uh, which is it's funny as, as heck. Uh, but I also have some friends who are just like some crunchy granola guys who are like, "Well, why wouldn't you?" Or like, be like, "Yeah, you're out hiking and like you can't throw it because it'll attract a bear or whatever." And I was out hiking recently, and I was like, "Fuck, 
there was like snow yeah and i was like if i throw this apple core it's gonna literally be like all of this pristine snow and my apple core like it's not like it's summer and it'll just like disappear into the brush yeah i didn't do it in one bite or anything but like i did it and i've done it a couple times since it's then it's a weird and, like, texture like it's not a personality trait i want to have but i it it's one i think i've acquired it's one of one of my absolute favorite parts of spring that I've only started to embrace recently, which is why I think I used to dislike March, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm feeling that way less and less now, because it is so emotional, um, and also, especially this year, A, because I'm in shambles, <laughs> but B, um, because I am eight hours south of where I used to live and yeah. having spent four years in Syracuse and four years in Vermont, this is an extra six weeks of spring. Yeah, dude. Um, and I had this growing up and, like, the past couple of years I had adopted the saying that, like, I was fucking just, like, feral for spring because every little blade of grass or bud or flower or whatever, I would, like, and send pictures to my friends and be like, look at it! And they'd be like, it's 40 degrees, like, put a jacket on and I'd be like, no! Because um, I'm just, I'm feral for it. I'm absolutely fucking, like, full body feral for spring. I, um, it's amazing. I hiked a 12 miles last week because uh, there's nothing else I could do with my body except for that. I have been feeling so insane lately. One of my other intros. <laughs> yes, correct. One of my other intros was that I have the same, the worst case of spring fever in the history of the universe. I am just today is march 29th, march 29th and vaccines start tomorrow for people under 30 so if anybody wants to kiss us sign up here let's fucking go boys it's kissing time smooch 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 also girls also anybody else like we want to kiss oh yeah that was like me and the boys are gonna go do some kissing you know um i had to listen to the the boys are back in town at full volume three times to hype myself up to do this just so everybody knows uh my i'm here for honesty <laughs> I haven't, I'm working against my shame. I'm here to be honest. I had uh, a work thing from 7 to 9 p.m. Uh, on oh. Thursday of last week. So I didn't start my day for a couple hours into my normal hours. So I was like, I'm going to do laundry and wash the dishes and do all this shit. And literally, instead, I listened to Never Gonna Give You Up while lying in bed six times in a row. Um, I it's a really genuinely... good fucking song. I, what I'm gonna say is that I genuinely like that song. It's truly a bop. It's and like any other song that sounds like that to me is overproduced. It's got so just like the 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 drum hits in the very beginning that are so like weird and stilted and cut off, and it really like it really needs like an in the air tonight, like like just like thirty more seconds. Just I'm stretching it out in my mind. Good pop is so good. Oh, hi. This is Free Live Cams. Oh. <laughs> we're really, we're truly doing our best. Free Live Cams. It's episode 19. There's no good 19 joke. I was like, I went edge of 17, and then I tried 69, but... Who sang, is, is Hey 19 a Steely Dan song? Yeah! The Dan, the Steely Dealy. Now I'm going to tell you, Venmo me $5, and I'll send you the mini-sode ahead of time. Hey, 19, episode 19 of Free Live Cams.
It's March 29th, baby, and we're here to talk about... Baby. Baby, yeah. Um, but today, so we are still... Um, <laughs> we're still recording a podcast. I have two pens, because I couldn't decide which one I wanted to write with earlier. So I have two, and all my notes are purple, blue... Oh, they're bisexual colors! Not on purpose! Okay, sorry. I'm here, I'm queer, and uh, I have two pens... And they happen to be two of the three bisexual colors. Oh, I have a quick note, actually, in purple. Uh, <laughs> I was contacted after our last episode about the alphabet mafia. <laughs> Apparently, oh. it was a slur that has been Ooh. reclaimed. And, wow. and I say, let him have it. The homophobes yeah, deserve man. something. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, like, I mean, I mean, let them have it. Let the team oh, claim no. it. <laughs> I don't know what it's about. Let, let them have something. The world has fallen apart. They want to have it. They can have it. I like reclaiming I just, some I just slurs. you acknowledge. Like, I, like, we already addressed, like, older people reclaiming slurs, and then we yelled <laughs> fag for, like, a couple episodes, and then, like, let the teens have it. Let them have some fun. We're here. We're free live camming. We're gonna talk about representation today? Uh, we're still on break from the body series. We do intend to return to it, and we will return to it, um, but we are sort of recording some other things right now, and we will get back to it when the time comes. Uh, also, uh, if people are giving us feedback, again, if there's something you would like us to talk about in regards to bodies, yeah. like please let us know since we're taking this time and have the ability to do so. This would be the appropriate time for you to tell us. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, so as kind of a, a semi-related filler that may get slotted as uh, an in-the-body series, but possibly not. Could be, but doesn't have yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Um as of March 29th, I was thinking about that today, it. about why, why would I say, like, oh, like, it could fit, and because, like, is representation, like, does it always have to be, like, a visual cue? I feel like it's usually discussed as a visual cue, but then I was like, okay, well, like, that's not something, and we'll get back to this, because I know that you have some, you know, a lot to say, but I was like, originally, it was like, I don't really have anything to say, because I don't usually feel represented, mm-hmm. And I realized everything I was thinking of was, like, visual things. Um, and, like, but a lot of the times I do feel very strongly, like, represented in music or things. Mm-hmm. And, like, huh, what is representation? What do we think of as representation? When you um, when you say visual things, do you mean, like, movie and TV? Uh, usually. Or even, like, print ad or mm. magazine. Oh, I You know, even... I read a lot of magazines growing up. Um and just, I'll, you know, recently the conversation with it has been, uh, or at least most of the, like, press I've read, the, like, articles or think pieces or things have all been, like, mostly race-centric or sex-centric, like, girls or boys or, like, people of different races visually, mm-hmm. um, which is what I, you know, first thought of, or people who are, like, you know, queer-coded mm. visually, I guess in... I could, you know, we could have, I could have thought of books too or whatever, but just, so we were going to talk about representation today. What is representation? What do you think of as representation? Yeah, I think what's interesting is like 
the different angles that this conversation can go. Like, I didn't even think of print ads and that kind of, like, photo visual. I, I really have only ever contemplated this. Sound like a fucking asshole. Contemplated this concept. Fucking pull the stick out of your ass. Shut up. You're smart. Ugh, whatever. It's all a farce. Uh, no, I've like thought about this kind of idea only in like the TV and film kind of perspective. So it's interesting, like from the jump, to hear you thinking about other things, and I'm excited but, about and that. And that was only just today when I was like, huh? Because my initial reaction was also TV and film. And I have a couple examples from that, and I think I have like one literary example. But uh, I was just I was thinking about it today, and like, that's interesting. Why did I think that? I I think the biggest thing for me that like the most important point of this conversation that I've been trying to think about is how my opinion about this has changed over time. We love change over time and I love change over time it's because it used I used to really feel like and I still hmm okay what am I trying to say and how am I trying to say it what I take your time take what I used to feel was that it didn't matter in my late teens and early 20s I really was like I don't care if there's a bisexual character on tv because I don't need that to feel validated in my bisexual existence. And I still believe that in a different way. What I believe now is that token representation, a character who says, I'm bi, and then it's not that important, uh, to me is very frustrating. Because I, I think to be like, okay, we have a checkbox. We need uh, a black, a Jew, and a fag, and we're going to get them in the TV show. Um, Like, I hate that kind of pandering, and I think it's really difficult to find representation that's, first of all, there, uh, especially for, like, uh, assigned male at birth bisexual people, uh, because bisexuality is a lot more common as a femme presentation or even like uh, a less feminine identified woman who is also bisexual like it's very like I don't know like girly girl bisexuals is is very much something that I see commonly um, and it's very fetishy like oh I want this hot girl to make out with a girl in one scene of this movie but then she's gonna be dating men the whole time um, so it's it's striking this balance of like what is useful representation and when the representation uh, like what's <laughs> what's the point of it? Can it help? Does it not help? I may just sit here and ask questions for an hour because um, I, I feel like bad representation hurts more than it helps and when I say bad representation I mean like 
Like, we're going to have this girl make out with girls, but then she's also... We're going to have this girl who has a boyfriend make out with other girls because she's bisexual, and that's going to be okay, as opposed to, like, a bisexual character who's a bad person. Like, I don't care about complicated representation, but I think there is a very clear line between good and bad representation, and that doesn't include, like, a character you dislike who is also trans or bisexual or an unlikable woman even to kind of like blow it up at a like way bigger scale um yeah i don't know those are all the the things that have been kind of bouncing around i want to make a note for myself that i would like to circle back to bad representation because i think it is really connects to one of my only points uh but i also want to ask you what you think is good representation and I mean either or and uh, of and for you Mm. or in general just qualitatively what makes good representation Uh, and that's a big question you don't have to answer that we can all take a second to think about it but uh, if you would like to answer personally that's also fine I think the hardest thing about that question is what people want in life is to be seen and understood and appreciated by people they also see and understand and appreciate. And maybe that's just me talking. Yikes! Ouch! Ah! But, uh-huh. yeah. Um, but, <laughs> and what I mean by that is like, I want to see my experience reflected and anything that isn't my experience is has the feeling of inauthenticity I think what's challenging right now is we're at this sort of pendulum swinging point of like queer characters in particular making queerness the only facet of their personalities wanting to move towards stories of like oh yeah this is just a bisexual person and that is you know in a conversation they reference previous partners male and female and other um but it's not everything that they're about but then also i have lived this experience where my bisexuality is the only thing i think probably being bisexual and drinking gin are the only two things that every person i know knows about me yeah yeah you um you live in queens too. <laughs> very funny that's true actually no you're right you're right so it's those three things it's two of those three things <laughs> and so i feel like i really i want two truths and a lie <laughs> exactly but it's all true <laughs> um like i want that sad <laughs> It is. Um, Like, I want queer stories by queer people that are only about queerness because that's how we live our lives. It does feel different. Like, every once in a while, that's something that makes me think about, like, huh, maybe that's what representation is. Because when you watch or listen to or consume something that's, like, by queer people for other queer people, like, it hits different. And I don't realize it because it's not something that's available usually. 
and then you like you participate with that and you're like oh ooh, that hit different even conversationally like for the first time in a very long time i'm finding myself the only queer person in a space both online and eventually in person like and it's been a really long time and even today we were all having a conversation and I was like and from the queer perspective and then it was just like god I'm the guy who talks about being gay all the time and then you have immediate conversations with people who understand that experience and you can say exactly the same things and it's received totally differently and that's not a positive or a negative it's just like it is it is what it is so I I think like the token queer character in a straight person's story is very different than like straight people writing a story about queer people which is very different from queer people writing stories about queer people because even (laughs) I was in grad school and I was with um at the time three women who defined themselves as lesbians I don't know if and how that has changed over time but that that's where we were at um I was cis and bisexual uh, and we were, you know, they were three cis lesbians, which I think probably has, has shifted somewhat um, over the last six years or so. Uh, but we were talking about their one straight friend who was an acquaintance of mine. And my closest friend was like, yeah, sometimes. Is like, can we not talk about gay stuff all the time? And we were like, no. <laughs> So it's like, it's, it's, those are the stories I feel like we haven't really told, haven't been told. Cause it's like, okay, yeah, there's shows like the L word that are, that are like so specific to a specific niche community within our broader community. Like there are shows that were so important at the time, but you watch them. I, I watched like three out of the six seasons of the L word, like, I, like almost like a, just over a full year ago and I was watching it and everyone I was talking to was like aren't you so glad you're finally watching it and I was like I mean I could have done without this history like I understand the importance of this history and I so appreciate how it's how how so valuable it was to people who needed it as it was premiering but however many years later I'm just like no this is not a history I, like I know this history I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't feel particularly strongly about it when I saw some of it but um speaking of of things that were important at the time that are kind of cringy now but also somewhat harmful uh the L word being some of yeah. that but also like have some bad takes now I was in high school when Glee was on and like knew and Oof. like am ashamed a but like was really into it because now i realize like there was a gay kid there was some gay kids um and me and my other friends who are all gay now like lived and died by it and honestly all of the representation they did is terrible it's all very bad uh and flat and uh character uh uh, but we lo- we ate it up because there was gay kids yeah. on TV. Yeah, and like I don't um, want a straight person to tell me that gayness is my only personality trait. But but right, and there's a lot of bad shit. About <laughs> but it, it also I didn't is it until recently because I was always like, why did I like that? It's horrible. It's all and we like, had. Whatever. And like it was all I had, and I didn't know then. But like 
Oh, of course I loved it. It's all we had. Um, you know, uh, yike. Yike. Um, but, but I think, like, I also, I have really come around to this idea of, like, without models of how our lives can be, how do we know that we can survive, right? Like, um, so you were saying something about like their uh, uh, your experience being reflectable, um, or like there being like uh, that was I was stemming off of that. Is that like? So there was, like, Glee and whatever are, like, flat, like, gay characters, characters who are gay. And you were saying that now they're, like, some bisexual characters, or it's, like, mentioned in the background, or it's, like, a side trait, or it's their only thing, but it's, like, they're there, they're represented, but it's not your experience, right? And, like, I was wondering if, like, I don't know, like, part of the reason this never really matters to me is, like, I felt, like, so, like, othered and misunderstood that, like, I don't know that my experience is reflectable yeah. in, like, mainstream media. Right. And that's upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's really, like... You know, I don't... They're not... That's not going to happen. And I, I think that's that's why I'm, I've had, like, brain fractures over the last year of, like, watching movies of hot men. And I'm just like, that's my story! <laughs> Well, that's I'm going to be a hot baker who marries a fucking French girl in the vineyards. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was talking about music before, and, like, I remember being, like, I don't know, a horny teen and listening to, like, shitty, like, pop punk and being, like, yeah, and being, like, all these fucking, like, teen boys singing about girls and being, like, you know, their mean moms and feeling, like, seen and being, like, this is me. And, like, yeah. it wasn't, but it was. Yeah, and it is, and it's, like... It's so, and I, I think that's. The, it is. I have a whole fucking Spotify playlist of all that shit now. That's literally called like boy sounds, and I listen to it all the time I, because I feel seen. I think this is definitely. Uh, for me, this is a, a, a body's sex episode. I, I've got a, I've got a lot of because. Well, I have I have different stuff that's like visual, physical things. Yeah, I have a whole separate point. Yeah, I I feel like. Um, uh, something that I find interesting and amazed that it took me this long to be bisexual is like I uh, see myself in relation to other people and how I connect to other people um, which is it's funny to look back and be like I was very anti-representation conceptually because like I my very favorite my two favorite stories about bisexuals on the screen on the big screen I was on a date in the seventh grade and I want to say his name on the air so bad but I will redact doodaloodaloo and he played saxophone in a band at the town over and we were in like the all-state band together which is how which is oh. how we met I've never dated anyone who didn't play an instrument who I didn't meet through band literally shoot me um. in the fucking face Everybody I have had a significant relationship has played the saxophone. <laughs> all of them. Bad. All bad of you. Breed. At at all bad of you. Bad breed. I've I've only. Yeah. Mm, no. 
Yeah, I'm so sorry. We're the worst. Uh, which is why I vowed to never ever date a musician We're all ever hot again. And mischievous. Yeah, and fucking stoner loser pieces of shit assholes. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm talking about myself only. Um, so it was on a date. We saw dodgeball, and the whole it's like fucking dodgeball. I fucking dodgeball. love dodgeball. One because Vince Vaughn is. Can we watch dodgeball? Yeah, yeah, we can. Vince Vaughn is so hot. Vince Vaughn is the least hot. Fuck off. Vince Vaughn is like... Vince Vaughn looks like the sandwich guy from Food Network. I don't know who you're talking about. Vince Vaughn is like 6'3", 180. Like, put me in a backpack, sir, and carry me around town. Fuck. Yuck. Fuck me up, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn's so hot. Uh, Christine Taylor, so hot. Was Ben Stiller's wife, I guess? I don't know. So the whole movie... Because she's good at dodgeball, because she can throw good. They're like she. Oh, must, is she the blonde girl? Yeah. They're like she, she must be hot. a lesbian, because she played softball in college, and that's why she's good. And this is the running joke the whole movie about how she's a lesbian. But she's clearly the love interest of many characters in this movie. So, at the very in the very last scene, she goes, "I'm not a lesbian. I'm bisexual." And she kisses Vince Vaughn, and my 13-year-old brain melted. And I had no idea what that word was. It was the first time I'd ever heard that word. And was I absolutely knew what it meant, exactly what it meant as soon as she said it. And it took me another five years before I was like, oh, that's my word too. Have you ever seen Scott Pilgrim? No. Um, we have to watch Scott Pilgrim. Um, I love it. We can do a double uh, feature. But so it was like I think it came out in like 2011. Yeah. Um, and it was from a comic book. Yes. Uh, but so he has these like seven evil exes. Oh, I've been like, seeing the, TikTok memes about that recently and fifth, didn't get it. The fifth or sixth one in is a same sex ex, and like it's never brought up. But like they never explicitly say it. But you're like. Mm. Oh. oh it's the girl it's the girlfriend sorry the girlfriend has the seven evil exes so like it's like the fourth or fifth ex is like this big like buff girl with all these tattoos and like he's like i'm not gonna hit a girl and like you're like oh a girl oh a girl um it's it's really good oh, i see a girl uh so there was that where like I don't know if I ever I wouldn't have learned that word if it wasn't for dodgeball. Like I learned that and I hate it. Amazing. I hate it cuz it's dodgeball. I love dodgeball. Um yeah, dodgeball. <laughs> I didn't write dodgeball on our list of movies. I just wrote Vince Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Vince Vaughn is in season 2 of True Detective. Dodgeball. He's so tall. <laughs> Uh, we may have to pause recording because I need a moment alone with Vince Vaughn. Um, oof, my eyes are going blurry just thinking about Vince Vaughn. Well then. <clears throat> uh, the other bisexual representation is Olivia Wilde in House. Extremely sexy, so fucking hot. Olivia Wilde in everything is bisexual representation. <laughs> I specifically remember the two of us watching Olivia Wilde movie and like me losing my mind. What? I don't know what one. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. 
but I remember being you being like, this is Olivia Wilde, and me being like, uh, yeah, she has like MS in the show or something. She's got like a disease. Uh, she has sex with one of the. She starts dating one of the other doctors. Her nickname is Thirteen because she was in like the. Whatever. None of this is... I'm not going to recap season season five of House. Um, so hot. The guy who kills himself in the Dead Poet Society is the doctor, which is like my whole big circle about House. Um, Hugh Laurie also is very hot. Uh, so she's a bisexual, and literally it's... So, and this is what I'm talking about when I'm saying bad representation of bisexuals, where it's, it's mentioned and it's a joke. Like she gets teased for it and she's very cool girl chill about it but they like take her to a strip club and she's like very into the strip club she has a girlfriend in one episode who gets sick and has to come to the hospital and there's literally the opening and ending scene of the episode it's you know you get like 48 tight minutes on NBC or whatever fucking network and the opening and closing scene are them it's it's her and her girlfriend like making out on a bed and it's just like literally like centered shot of the two of them making out in her like girlfriend's loft apartment so it's like there's nothing around them except the bed in their apartment and they're just kissing and she's like happy to be kissing and then she's sad to be kissing she's like a commitment phobe and like her girlfriend is dying and she is dying which is a part of her commitment issues but it's just like in this 45 minute episode of television about a close relationship with someone who is sick started and ended with this like weird filmed makeout scene and you're just like what <laughs> like i appreciate it but i also don't appreciate it like i like it but i don't appreciate it you know what i mean um mm-hmm. and so it's like it's it's that it's 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 those sorts of things where i'm like without these shows I mean I would have discovered this word at some point sometime but it was like my connection to these shows and to these two women portraying these characters and it's embarrassing it's embarrassing to be like oh when did you know you were bisexual and I'm like well I didn't come out until I was 17 but when I saw dodgeball in the movie theater that's when I knew kill me literally kill me and so it's like never i don't know but then i've mentioned it a bunch but the disclosure docu disclosure documentary on netflix is really really good because it it kind of highlighted to me the importance of like trans people playing trans roles and i would love to get to a place in our future where anyone can play a trans character because there is understanding and knowledge and interest and support for the trans community by all kinds of different people who are interested in researching and portraying these roles. But I don't think we're there yet. And so I really feel strongly that like there are a lot of trans actors in Hollywood who should get hired to, to play trans characters um and like i would love that i would love us to be moving toward a future where that's not the case um but i feel that it's so powerful to see 
a trans person on screen just like doing their thing <laughs> like being a star uh and so i've like i've really even in the last year have like really come around to sort of a different angle of the of the representation conversation mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know it, i just yeah just like uh, you wanted to circle back to bad representation. A two-pronged point, which will I'll come back to my larger point of bad representation because that's really kind of my only pre-planned one. Just in talking about like seeing boys, men, uh, and being like, I want to be that. Yeah. Uh, so I had said that like I don't I don't feel that I've ever really had people that I feel you know felt particularly represented by, uh, but there's definitely been people I've been like aspirationally like. I could feel like that or once in a while I do feel like that and like ooh and I'm just thinking now about like both boys and girls and you know men and women and whoever and different characters of who that could be um and it's never uh it's a ridiculous gamut of people like I was never uh a tomboy enough to be get like the tomboy representation so like i would love to be spinelli but i'm not um or uh you know i'm not uh an unlikable woman or uh you know whatever i'm close but i'm not uh fucking julia styles dancing on the table to hypnotize would love to right murder me but i'm not um all asp all aspirational also, every, also, since our hands are in the air, R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, every, you know, every guy in a cutoff tank top. Also, Heath Ledger in that film, you know, like, also would love to be me, not. Kevin Bacon in Footloose, but also the girl in Footloose. That's how I feel about 10 Things I Hate About You. Like, both Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles, Another, another curly-haired queen, like, bad girl, where I'm like, as a teenager, I was like, yeah, I think I'm kind of her, probably. But as a man now, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. All right, we'll make this coherent. So my point about bad representation, we're coming full circle because my next point there is both uh, Mia and Michael, uh, right? Ah. Both. But uh, so the only times I ever did feel represented was like it was not the person you wanted to be. Like I had big brown hair and like, braces and like a bad skin and big glasses and I was weird and I didn't have any friends and I got bullied and like I was represented but that was never who you wanted to be and it wasn't spot on for me either because I'm also a bunch of other things uh but like that's not who you want to be and like I joke about it a lot but like specifically princess diaries like people used to sit on me because they didn't see me um shit like that like really happened to me um all the time and like also there was the big trend of like then the makeover of like a i fucking love the princess diaries makeover scene do not get me wrong i live for paolo um sometimes i get that stuck in my head as like a brain worm what a bop um you broke my brush yes um but like that like the she's all that makeover scene like i'm the big girl with you know the girl with like the big glasses and the weird overalls like not the makeover uh 
and like you know in books and all of that like and I guess I was little and whatever when all that stuff happened and like so I stopped looking for representation probably too a because I either couldn't find something that was right or the things I found that were close were like that's not what you wanted to be that was bad you know like I've been Velma for Halloween a million times nobody wants to be Velma Velma's cool as shit I'll stand up for her now but like yeah I think you're more of a shaggy now I am absolutely shaggy now um and I embrace it hardcore more of a shaggy and I'm more of a Fred (laughs) you are a Fred a kiss of a feminist handsome man it's because I'm 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 into Daphne big 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 Daphne for me big (laughs) true fact we love mm-hmm, we do um yeah that i think that's really interesting like identifying more with the before than the after in these kinds of teen movies yeah all of that stuff in like even books and things too like i was really into like harriet the spy because like she's weird and no one likes her yeah um that's why i sent you the onion today did you send me an onion today uh, no, I said you, so, I, this is, like, a stupid specific thing I reference constantly. I've also never seen the Michelle Trachtenberg movie. Like, I know there's a Nickelodeon movie with Michelle Trachtenberg, who I love, but, like, I only read the book. Oh, um, it's really good. And I would like to watch it. It's just that's not where I know it from, and most people our age know it from that. Yeah. Um, I was really into the book, um, and it's got some, like, original illustrations, and that's why I sent it to you today so we can tweet it if we oh, want to. Oh, with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah it's it's yeah. just this picture of, like, because Michelle Trachtenberg is, like, cute, spunky Harriet the Spy. And Harriet the Spy in the book is, like, kind of pudgy and has a bad bob and, like, little round glasses and is, like, weird and no one likes her. And, like, she's my girl. Um and that's why she's writing is because she's sitting in corners all the time and no one's paying attention to her and like I was never a writer but I was a corner sitter um I love to people watch I'm an observer uh so they have this play for like Thanksgiving or whatever and they're all part of a cornucopia in like whatever fucking she's in like fourth grade or whatever um and the teacher's like Harriet like you're an onion like be an onion you know feel it what would an onion feel and so she curls up and she starts rolling around and like groaning uh but it like it's big like it's big like tina belcher style but like she's well that's the thing i'm like and tina's cool now if i was gonna stick with that but like none of none of the you know like i wasn't cool enough to be daria i wasn't cool Mm. enough to you know, Tina Belcher is cool now. Like, that wasn't cool. Yeah. Um, Louise is the only feminine character on television right now that I will identify with. True. Uh, it's big Tina Belcher energy of, like, she curls up in a ball and she, like, rolls around and, like, makes some noises. And the teacher's like, what are you doing? And she's like, you told me to be an onion. And there's a full page illustration of it. And I, I love it. And I reference it not infrequently and no one ever knows what i'm talking about now i know what you're talking about now you know what you're talking about and soon our listeners will soon our li- our beloved listeners we love you guys so shout much. out to harriet the spy also for being uh a diehard proponent of the tomato sandwich one of the only things i love what a tomato well we'll talk about it in the summer i'll mini sewed about tomato sandwiches remember when i ate peanut butter and cheese sandwiches 
That's disgusting. I have to eat dinner soon anyway. I know. I was okay, so my final point is circling all the way back to haircutting. Uh, oh my god. And dyeing my hair blonde. So oh, this is why I started talking about Stargate. Oh, I saw someone today who dyed their hair purple on Instagram and it tickled my junk. Something. Sorry. Incredibly inappropriate. I apologize. Pickle? <laughs> Frozen pickles for life. Um, what I was going to say is I had scissors out and I was cutting pants and had my hair up and was like, I'm <laughs> and I didn't, but, Proud I, of you. but I thought about it and then I was like, I fucking fuck this. And it was like, I, I, we'll see if it makes a cut or not, but I look even more like Shaggy with my hair now. You do. If I like, I put on like a green sweater the other day. I could be Shaggy. Uh, I'll just be Scooby. He's just like... Um, Anyway, what I was saying was... I got so close to cutting my hair drunk last night because I had so much pent-up fucking energy because of James Spader. And I I didn't know what to do with it because it was the middle of the night and we stayed up too late watching movies. And I... I, I was also up late last night. Happy full moon. uh, Seriously, it makes me feel crazy. Having crushes is crazy. I feel feral and obnoxious. And I literally almost cut my hair off last night because the scissors were on the table because I had been cutting my pants two hours earlier. Put them away. <sighs> They're still there? No, I put them away in the morning. Good. The last thing I have to say is that James Spader is so hot. James Spader, if we get famous and you're listening to this podcast because people have been like, you've got to listen to this podcast because they talk about you all the time, I'm still single for you, baby. And I'm the fucking Lizard King. Thanks for listening. This has been Free Live Camps. <laughs> Thank you, Leah. Thank you, Zach. Follow us on uh, socials. Uh, check us out on anything else. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing our best here. We tag, we link everything in the episode description. So just fucking click on the links. We're not going to read it to you. Bye. 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 <laughs>